0: want to go out to eat okay that's all it took you know and yeah. now and that
1: was a struggle sometimes you're like ah, pants
0: hello i'm justin i'm mark we're the J Pops, and we are attempting parenting in japan welcome to episode 54 today we'll be talking a little bit about time management but first the updates so mark how is coda doing and how is your uh, in utero
1: 13-week fetus doing? Both are doing pretty good. Uh, baby number two is a shorter update, so I'll start there. They are 13 weeks. Yeah, 13 weeks today. This, is this a true plural they? Is it twins?
0: We've confirmed twins, ladies and gentlemen.
1: <laughs> no, no. I'm the. What's the term for that? I forget. I totally forget. Gender neutral. Gender neutral. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, the gender-neutral they are thirteen weeks. We have confirmed, though, that there is only one of them in there. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> so so the, it would really be impossible if they turned into them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still pulling for a, a late-stage bifurcation of the baby into two or three. The more a the nucleus better. dividing suddenly. <laughs>
1: yeah impossible
0: probably a little late in the game biologically for that to happen
1: uh yeah so the singular they are doing well uh coda is 11 months and a few weeks now and he's doing pretty good as well yeah today actually we go in for his one year checkup a little early on their part but whatever we'll hold it against Mm -hmm. him i don't think he has any shots this time Uh, i think they're just doing the weight and height and stuff
0: good news
1: um what else going through the last of his daycare food checklist making sure he's eaten everything i think the only thing left is uh squid and shrimp which we should check those off today and then he'll be good yeah we got through what did we do this week dinner rolls they call them like butter roll and uh gluten ketchup somon noodles and yeah, that was it.
0: The squid thing is amazing to me because I assume that I was probably 23 years old the first time I had squid. And that's when I was in Japan.
1: You never had calamari or anything like that? Uh, I don't think so. I mean,
0: when I was growing up in my town, there was no Japanese restaurant at all. Oh, interesting. And I wasn't too adventurous in terms of food. There's no um, there was no Indian restaurant in my town, so I didn't have curry until I came to Japan at 23 either. Wow. both of those were things on Nico's checklists for, you know, for the kids under right. one
1: year old. They need to have eaten curry <laughs> and they
0: need to have eaten squid.
1: We should hand this list out to foreigners before they come to Japan. Make sure you <laughs> yeah, can
0: yeah that would be very helpful actually um but i was you know i had a college degree
1: by the time i was eating these things and
0: nico's just slurping them down in his high chair
1: it it surprises me like some of the stuff i think we may have mentioned this last time but like he has like the dinner rolls but then he also has to have gluten and i'm pretty sure there's gluten in the dinner rolls but somehow Mm -hmm. they get classified separate what other updates i think uh we finished our paperwork for the school applications this week so he's all registered and good to go and like our school has an interesting app that you use to check in and out every day Mm -hmm. when you pick them up and drop them off and then it also has a section where you can leave notes for the teachers and they leave their notes for you but what i thought was cool is the app is also in english so you can switch it
0: um is this app like some bigger app that they're just using or was this developed in-house by that daycare
1: no, I think it's nationwide. Yeah, I forget the name of it, but it's uh, it's definitely a professionally done, like, good app. And, like, I've seen some really crap apps in this country, but this one's pretty good. Ours is just Box. I don't know if that's a widely known software or box
0: storage. No. Yeah, it's just basically, like, um, Dropbox, pretty much. But it's just called Box more sleek and slimmed down uh and it's just what our school uses to keep files so that you can access your files from wherever and then the daycare is connected to the school so they just have files within box that they fax to
1: they have to fax it to the box yeah
0: you'll fax back and (laughs) forth and then yeah the box is a literal box (laughs) it's enormous
1: it's the size of a room uh
0: a lot of dot matrix print offs in there um it's uh yeah, box is okay, but ultimately you are just entering things into an Excel spreadsheet, and it's like sort right. of a, it's literally right. an Excel spreadsheet with some drop down choices and and what all. So we do comment back and forth, but I get I bet yours is sleeker, and ours might be a little clunkier because ours is just you know updating files really.
1: It's definitely sleeker, and I just found it. It's called Kodamon. It's definitely. Definitely slicker, much, much more useful than an Excel sheet.
0: And ours has no translation, obviously, because it's just they've input all the headings in Japanese into an Excel sheet. And then oh, right. you go through and put in the pertinent information. What they do as a nice little service to us foreigners is they will write their comments, of course, in Japanese, pop those into Google Translate and then copy and paste the English Google Translate into their comments. Which is, you know, yeah. Google translates good these days. Um, so at least the big paragraph at the bottom I can always read kind of at first glance. But there's a lot of um, some, you know, things get lost in translation there. Of course,
1: I mean, it kind of saves you the step of doing what you would normally do anyway, which is put it in Google yeah, Translate. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I like doing it myself because you can always change. Like you can select the the sentence. And then if you know enough Japanese, you can look at it and go, I don't think they meant this one. So you can choose the English yeah. that you think fits better.
0: That's the problem. You have to navigate Google Translate because it only gets you about 90% of the way there and uh, yeah. 10% of it is like a noun that means something totally different and yeah. just throws you off the scent a little bit. The problem we had this week was um, Nico has a little bit of rough skin around his uh, the back of his hand near his thumb and it's just kind of rashy kind of rough skin kind of pink or whatever. So my wife wrote Mm -hmm. in there in English, my wife wrote this in English that, you know, like, do you have any idea what this is? Cause they're also experts, you know, on kids and all the ailments and stuff. So they can give you advice too. So she said, do you have any idea what this is or what we can do about it? And then I went to pick up Nico that day and they said, your wife wrote thumb, but did she mean his big toe on his foot because we noticed a little <laughs> problem on his foot and I was like I don't think so and I didn't know she was talking about this rough skin I I thought she was talking about a bit of peeling skin on his actual thumb like on the, the you know thumb print area of your thumb and so I was like I don't think she's talking about the foot I should think she's talking about the end of the thumb and she was talking about the top of the back of the hand so this was like <laughs> full communication breakdown and then today wow. I I cleared it up with my wife last night today. I went and then they were like, okay, we looked into the problem with the tip of his thumb and this is what we think (laughs) happened. And I was like, okay, so that didn't even exist. (laughs) And So now I feel like there are all these like solutions out there for nothing. And now it's like, okay, well we won't let him crawl on the ground outside anymore because we think this (laughs) caused this, but it's like, no, 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 that was actually nothing. It was just a big translation problem. So a lot gets lost, and then it creates a lot of, um, I don't know, it's like space junk. Like you have some satellites that are good, and then 90% of what's in our (laughs) orbit is just bits of garbage. And waiting for them to crash through those. Yeah, you got to get through those bits of garbage.
1: It's funny how much of the conversation, figuring out the conversation is, when you don't quite get even half of each other's language. Yeah. So you're spending like way more time. You're just like, I just want to know where the bank is. And then you're trying to like sit there for like an hour, like bank, bank. What is bank? <laughs> bank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's disheartening too, when
0: you're talking to somebody and you say like, um, uh, this comes up when you're teaching. Oftentimes you'll say like, so where is your hometown? And then the student says, it's it. I'm like, no, I didn't, not when. win. <laughs> where and then you uh, realize shouldn't you have learned this when you were about 10 years old and your, first your college level <laughs> yeah and that but that's japan's classic problem is uh language be mm. hard and uh yeah so there's <laughs> a lot of uh translation issue going on here but at least the app itself is in english and that's probably been edited and curated
1: yeah i assume so it seems good from what i've seen so far so We'll see once they uh, start putting their notes in in Japanese and I start putting mine in in English. Uh, Another cool thing that our daycare does is they offer a diaper service. Mm. So I guess for 2,500 yen a month, they provide all the diapers the kid could need while there. Mm. They provide all the wipes and they dispose of everything.
0: That's very streamlined and handy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's very nice. It seems expensive because I don't think we go through that many diapers, at least during the day. I think we're doing like two changes, like daytime diapers. Mm -hmm. So if you figure that out, I mean, that's like 60 yen a diaper. That's probably what, three, four
0: times the cost per diaper. Yeah, yeah, easy. But But to not have to think
1: about it every day. The convenience, yeah, I think it's worth it. So we're going to do that. And then we don't have to label diapers and write his name on literally hundreds of diapers. Yeah, it's saving you a lot of effort. Yeah, but we did get labels for all his clothes too. Moe just ordered those and they come pre-printed, which is really nice. That's good. Are they stickers? No, no, they're iron-on. We we learned from your mistake, I guess. Yeah,
0: I still find stickers that say Nico just threw out my clothing or stuck to the walls or the floors they're just all over the place because <laughs> they they get in through the laundry and they eventually find their way through the whole house so the stickers are good for about a week and then it's just sticker chaos and then you have a situation where half of your things are labeled half or not <laughs> but you're not exactly
1: sure which is which and uh it, right. it's terrible did you guys upgrade or are you still just trying to use them all
0: uh, we're pretty much taking a marker to everything these days. So okay, um, I'll especially before I drop things off in the morning, you have to, you mm. know, handle each individual item, put it in its own little place and I'll right. make sure it's labeled. And if it's not, I'll just grab a marker, like a whiteboard marker off the whiteboard and uh, jot right. his name on the on the towel somewhere.
1: I think that's all I have for updates. Then what about you? Uh Nico
0: is one year and one month old. Um I bought from Mercari, naturally, a bicycle <laughs> child seat that comes with a Ooh, helmet. Really? And uh, I've installed that on the back of my mama chetty. I was a oh, big time okay. bicycle rider and uh I've had to cut all that out because I have to, you know, take Nico to the daycare every day. But now that I've got this, if the weather's nice, I can pop him on the back and it's only about two K to the school hmm. and his daycare so it should be you know 10 minutes 15 minute ride or whatever and uh okay. get him down to the daycare that way
1: so you don't take the brompton that you take the mama cherry i will now yeah if i don't need to drive him
0: for some reason and the weather's fine i will take the brompton still but um okay it's like everything's in flux. It used to be I would ride the bike every day, no questions asked. But now mm. it depends a lot more on temperature, weather, who's going, who's right. not going, that sort of stuff. So right. you just have to you know, make the call every day. And I haven't actually put him in the seat yet. I just installed it, but it's been cold and rainy, so I haven't given it a test ride.
1: But I am excited yeah. about the prospect. My friend, I guess, cousin-in-law? Moe's cousin's husband, he rides a Brompton mm. through here. And uh, mm-hmm. he's always had a child seat for his handlebars on that thing. So he's been riding oh, his I've kid on the Brompton this. for a couple years. If you're interested in still riding the Brompton, I know it's out there.
0: Those are cool. Um, I've never understood fully how they work. I guess you can't fold up the bike anymore the way it was intended. Yeah, I don't know. You've added a seat like that. But I've, uh, I've seen those on Mercari a lot. I would love to hmm. get one. I would also say, like, I'm such a huge Mercari guy, especially for kids stuff, because the kids are going to get right through it. Um, meaning Mm. that you yourself won't keep it that long. And the person who had it before you hasn't kept it that long and it's probably in good condition, especially when it's something like durable, like the, you know, hard plastic and like metal brackets or whatever of a kid's bicycle seat. I'm sure this thing's only a couple years old and, uh, now I've got it, you know, essentially new, but the seat I got, I saw it at the home center and I think it was like $140 just for the seat. Damn. Then the home center had a display model that had been like put together and uh, they were selling that for like, I don't know, $85, 90 or something. Uh, cool. And I thought, oh, I might as well buy that. And then I thought, no, nope, there's going to be a Mercari deal that's even better. So I found exactly mm-hmm. the same seat plus that previous kid's helmets, which was like brand new and really good looking. And it was like uh, $65 or $70 or something. Big Mercari fan. That's the way to go with the kids. Uh, speaking of shots, um, you mentioned Coda's avoiding his shots this time around. Nico had some shots before. Uh, I mm. took him on a solo mission, uh, solo from, the, you know, as a parent. I took him to the uh, the clinic there, and he had three shots. It was wow. one in the left arm, then a second one right after in the left arm, and then a third one in the right arm. And boy, he hates it. Yeah, uh, I think <laughs> now he's even learned that, when he's in that office and his shirt comes off and then we pin him down, he mm. knows what's coming. So as yeah. soon he was like leery of the whole situation. And then you always have to like clasp his head and hold it to your chest. And then, you know, like pin his arm down and a nurse comes and pins his arm down. As soon as we were getting into position, he started crying and then the shots Ooh. just elevated it. And he was crying at, you know, a hundred percent capacity. But um, yeah. within I'd say 15 seconds of the last shot. He chills and then he's like back to normal about a minute later. But it is quite a, like it's a big speed bump in his day, you know, getting over that is right. pretty intense.
1: I think that was the exact same for Coda. Like you put him in position and then he's like, oh, crap, I remember this. <laughs> and then yeah. suddenly crying <laughs> yeah and then totally fine after it's done
0: i was wondering uh how you handle these sorts of things i don't know if you've done the solo um vaccination mission before without my way there i'm
1: not as brave as you no okay <laughs> you're not as <laughs>
0: forced into it as i am <laughs> uh, i guess so <laughs> well this day it was that my wife was sick and um she was uh, staying home with like a, a a headache and feeling nauseous and so on after a A long day of work the day before. So, Hmm. uh, I took him out of the kindness of my heart. Uh, so I am a saint. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, the thing is that the doctor is always going to explain something to you and it's medical. So you don't have the vocab for it. And then it's also Mm. like relatively important instructions again, because it's medical. So, uh, I have some strategies when this comes up, but the doctor gave me a couple of, minutes of straight Japanese explanation of what to do. (laughs) And basically all I caught out of it that needed me to take some action was she said something about 30 minutes and she said, come back uh, to the clinic. (laughs) And so I was like, In my mind, I was like, okay, I guess I should come back after 30 minutes. But then I thought, that's a little unusual. Like, what could possibly need to happen after 30 minutes of getting this vaccine? So then I just reframed her explanation in my very simplistic way. Like saying, okay, after this, I'll go and then I'll come back 30 minutes later. And then she said, no, no, no. And then she explained it again. And we eventually boiled it down into simpler terms, which is... yeah. Uh, keep an eye on him for 30 minutes if you notice any weirdness right. or bad condition then uh, please come back here but after 30 minutes you don't have to worry about it anymore so then you know maybe don't even leave but just walk around the neighborhood for 30 minutes with him and you know don't oh, go driving okay. off or whatever so right. eventually we got there but that's always my solution is um, okay whatever you said I can't Register any of that, so I'm just going to tell the story from my perspective, and then see if you agree with it or not. And mm. that's how I get through a lot of that stuff. I think that's
1: a good method to use. I always tend to default to pulling out Google Translate, and then I think I just think doctors they don't want to bother with that stuff, or they feel they shouldn't have to do it for some reason. Because like as soon as you do it, and the doctor sees it, they're like, uh, "Don't worry about it." And they start saying like, "Yeah." Nai-jubu. Yeah. So I think your method is better because it forces them to be like, oh, okay, this guy doesn't have any clue what I'm saying, mm. so... He's going to get this totally wrong. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. I wonder what that is because a lot of it, it might come down to just
0: what they're saying is kind of perfunctory. Like, okay, every time I do this, I have to explain this and it's never been a problem, but I legally have to explain it or whatever ethically. Yeah, And so then they probably know what they're saying is not very useful to you. So they're like, you know, forget, forget I said anything. But at the same time, it's, it's being said for a reason. And you would
1: assume that a doctor wouldn't have that, attitude they don't have the bedside manner it's not always (laughs) so pleasant
0: (laughs) yeah there's some kind of i don't know it might come down to in the u.s things are like more litigious and everybody's on edge for that all the time so the doctor will say what the doctor has to say or as in japan it's a little more laissez-faire or something like Ah, don't worry about it too much who cares (laughs) the other big one uh We've gotten into the morning routine now, you know, like I'm getting ready for work. My wife's getting ready for work and Nico Mm. needs to be sort of attended to and eat breakfast and things like that. So one thing that saved us a lot of effort now is sort of meals that he can eat by himself, which is Uh little chunks of things that he can grab and put into his mouth. So you're getting rid of anything soupy, cutting out like those packets that you, you know, dump out on top of rice. That's mostly liquid. Um, and our go-to now is the roll that you're talking about, like the dinner roll type thing, just mm. some bread. I'll rip up the bread into chunks and put it in a on a plate, and then I'll cut up a banana into edible chunks and just pile mm. it on top of the bread, and then he can pick them up one by one. And that has been a big difference because he can sit for 15 or 20 minutes and just pick his way through that. You can still talk to him and interact with him, but you don't have to sit there with a spoon waiting for him to chew and then putting the spoon back into his mouth over and over again. So it frees you up to, um, you know, make your own breakfast and eat it. Or my wife can, you know, put on makeup or something. You don't have to be like so on top of it.
1: How's his patience when you guys are like feeding him and then like the food's magically gone? but he's still hungry. Like, is he like mouth open, like screaming or is he like just patiently like, Oh, I forgot to feed you. Here you go. I think
0: I've actually tried to keep an eye out for that because, um, you never know. Is the kid still hungry? Is he not hungry or what? And how do I know Mm. that I fed him enough or too much or half as much as I should have, which you can always, you just get a feel for it and you kind of eyeball it, but you think, you know, he could go for more, I guess. Uh, so, I've noticed that he just rolls with the punches really well and I think he pays attention to his plates and if it's empty then he's like well meal's done and then he's just rolling on to the next thing but he basically never demands more food he'll he'll turn things away if he's full but um, Mm. he's never really like stuck around and gotten
1: crazy you know if at a meal time we're going through a, a real fussy food phase right now like Mm -hmm. sometimes you'll be like feeding him like you know the rice and like the packet thing mixed together and you'll get like a couple bites in and he's good and then suddenly he's just like nope i'm done with that and we'll just (laughs) like refuse every spoonful you put in front of him but then Mm -hmm. like you tear up some bread and throw it on the plate and he'll go to town on that for a while as long as it's there but as soon as Mm -hmm. it's gone it's like he's like screaming like i'm ready yeah (laughs) And then you try to go back to the rice. It's like a real, it's real all over the place. Like it's hard to, it's hard to gauge like where he's going to be at. Like, is he going to accept this food today or not? Or this one? This
0: is, of course, every kid's going to be different. But uh, when we have had things like that happen with Nico, uh, where it's like, he's only had five bites, but he starts to push the spoon away. Mm. Um, In those cases, I'll just try to come at it from different angles. Like the classic is like the airplane, like open up the hangar, here comes the airplane, that sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, not exactly that, but like I'll hand him a toy. And if he looks at the toy, then the food is secondary. Mm. And like the spoon appears in front of his face and he'll just open his mouth and eat it because he's focused on the toy and doesn't think consciously about rejecting or whatever. Or yeah. I'll, um instead of sitting next to him, I'll crouch on the floor so that I'm way lower and then I'll like peek over the edge of the high chair and it's mm. a little peekaboo going on and he's delighted by the peekaboo so then you can sneak the food in. Right. Another one that Ayumi stumbled upon is you can totally bait and switch the baby. If you put the bread down and he reaches for the bread, his brain's like, okay open up we're about to eat this bread and then you slip the spoon into his mouth oh (laughs) dude that's uh, the
1: only move we have right now (laughs) that's the big (laughs) movie it's so effective it's crazy you just got to get him distracted because koda likes to grab food with both hands so he's got something Mm -hmm. ready all the time and then like once he does that you're like oh spoon okay okay spoon yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a really good
0: move um i guess it's just can you make mealtime in some way secondary to whatever he wants to be doing and then he'll go with it and uh kind of roll with the punches
1: i get a sense that it's just boredom a lot of it like he's like (laughs) yeah no i'm done with this let's move on already and you just gotta keep getting him interested in it for sure
0: uh, so you got to develop the the tips and techniques, uh, anything you can do to distract them. Even, I don't know how healthy it is to just throw on Miss Rachel on TV, but that's full on, mm. you know, you can get 30 minutes to an hour of baby attention looking at Miss Rachel. Oh yeah. They'll be pretty receptive to eating, but you don't want to get them addicted to like hours of television whenever they need to do anything. So um, used
1: judiciously, that can work. Yeah, we rely on some Peppa Pig most of the time, but we try to, like, completely avoid it when there's any kind of feeding going on just so he doesn't yeah. associate them together. Some of my issue is I, I like to eat too much in front of, like, Netflix or something, which yeah. isn't very healthy at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me too. Uh, That was my wife's
0: and my main thing. I mean, for years and years and years, I don't think I had dinner once without like the next episode of Netflix show going on. And I'm literally talking about probably a decade where that was the case. Oh yeah. Same for us. Now with the baby and the new house and the different arrangement of the like dining and living areas, we just had to stop watching TV. So I never thought I'd be able to, but now I'm, I'm not watching
1: anything. It's a big old change for me. So there's a pro tip out there, everyone looking to get off Netflix, have a baby, have a baby and
0: move. That's all you (laughs) gotta do. So here's another pro tip. And this is an early question to test you. My wife, what tends to happen right now is she'll leave for work and then I'll still be here with Nico, still be wrapping up breakfast. And, uh, Nico and I'll have 10 or 20 minutes here at the house in the morning before we have to Hmm. leave to get him to the daycare. So, that's the end of mealtime right so what i'm faced with at the end of mealtime is a kid who's been feeding himself so his hands are encrusted with like banana goop <laughs> and his face his face is as well it's just right. got banana all over him but then the surface of his high chair is similarly encrusted with banana goop and it's it's uh. chaos And then there's whatever he's lost onto the floor. (laughs) So the floor is uh, a horrible mess too. And after enough trial and error, I've realized that there is an order in which you have to clean these things to make it effective. So the question is, you've got a dirty kid, you've got a dirty high chair and a dirty floor. You need to basically wipe all three of them up, but which one by necessity has to go first?
1: Well, I'm fortunate in that I have a dog to help me with the floor part. Ooh, so, nature's Roomba. Yeah, gets that one pretty good. Uh, honestly, I don't. I don't know. Koda's messy, but it never gets to the point where it's like everything's coded at the same time. Because we're more, we're not getting ready for work at the same time right now. It'll change oh, yeah. probably when Moe goes back to work. But I'd assume you tackle the kid's hands first and then get him out of that chair and then go for the chair. That's absolutely correct. It's got to be
0: the kid's kid's hands are number one. I've made the mistake of like noticing chunks of banana on the floor and you think, oh, that's an easy one. I'll just bend over and pick up those chunks of banana. And when you do that, then you've got a kid's dirty hand that's going to slap you in the head. And now you've got like banana in your hair. Uh, Also, if you try to clean up the high chair, you've got like a necktie hanging down. You've got your shirt sleeves and the kid's going to grab on and you're going to have like crusty food on Uh you. Um, Then the other big problem with Nico is he's got pretty longish, well, medium length to longish hair. And Uh every minute, every second that his hands are dirty is another second he could potentially reach his hand into his own hair. And just get a lot of food in there. So you're trying yeah. to leave and now his hair sticking out like it's disgusting. So yeah. I've had a few days where I had to wet down a towel and kind of rewash his hair after breakfast. So now I've been a lot more on kid's hand duty. That's the first thing that, mm-hmm. that must be done. Everything else is kind of interchangeable. Even the kid's mouth. I mean, it's not that big of a deal, but those hands, that's, yeah. that's like patient zero of contaminating the whole kitchen with banana virus.
1: Mo is pretty good. She always keeps a wet towel every time she feeds him right there and she mm-hmm. like right now she doesn't have to get ready and feed him at the same time. so it's a lot easier. She sits there if he's messy, wipes his hands a little bit as, as he goes. so I think it's mm-hmm. it'll change but yeah, that's kind of getting those hands early is is key. That does it for me on updates. Mm, nice that was the most segment in like update that was it
0: was right on the border of Segmenton. and let's stamp our passports and head in to segmentin land
1: segmentin <laughs> man uh,
0: i didn't know segmentin land was in italy but here we are, segment in Tino. Uh, today we're talking time, time management. Um, things that we've touched on this in the past before. Hobbies and things that you have to kind of excise from your life. How you mm. manage things when you're working and uh, taking care of the wee baby. What do you got, Mark? You've been looking online at some uh, at some ideas about this.
1: Yeah, this has been a like a real struggle lately. Just. After getting through winter, like the spring activities, at least around here, I have a, a, a wood-burning stove. So I have to do a lot of firewood collection and stuff and just doing that. And then plus, you know, full-time job. And, you know, if you want to hang out with friends at all, it all takes away a lot of time. And then you do want to spend time with your kids and make sure you're there for them. But how does that all fit in that? Mm. kind of been my struggle lately figuring out how to do that and i don't have any solutions but i thought we could talk about it and try to you know help each other in terms of uh the things like chopping wood and this is one that gets
0: me a lot is uh i'll need to do something which involves like using a saw or like a table saw something that's very loud and i feel like it kind of has to be done during the day uh, because you can't go flipping on your table Absolutely. saw in Japan in a crowded neighborhood at like 10 o'clock at night. So for those right. things, I'm just so opportunistic. And um, if I have like 10 spare minutes and I realize I can cut a piece of wood that I need to cut, I will run away and go cut it and then leave oh. it for you know days later until I can actually do the thing I need to do with it. And right. I would say that that carries through even with the quieter, more reasonable tasks Uh, something I made in the last couple of weeks is, um, one of those like height charts. It basically looks like Mm. a ruler, but that goes to about, you know, six feet, six or like 200 centimeters or whatever. Um, that's cool. I had a piece of, yeah, I I was happy with it in the end. And I, I had a piece of wood. I laid out the tape measure next to it. I marked all the the increments for Mm. for centimeters on one side, inches on the other side. I bought a stencil to, uh, draw the numbers and make them look proper. Um, And in the end, I was I was really happy with it, but it took so, so many days of like, okay, I've got enough time now to draw like six digits on this ruler that has like 50 odd digits, you know, and it was just whenever I could sneak away. Uh, Prime time for that is uh, Nico goes to bed about eight or eight thirty and then I can reasonably Mm -hmm. stay awake until like 1030 or 11 so I'll usually cram a lot of housework and chores and stuff into that window at night, uh, and just do things that need to be done.
1: So this was after going back to work. This project,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, but it it was like something that you would see a YouTuber, like you know, woodworker guy, do in a day or something, and it easily right. took me like three weeks because I was just Crazy. like, well, I can get down there for seven minutes, so I'll go ahead and do it. And I've really embraced the. Um, like doing things in smaller chunks and then letting them drag out days and days and days. Uh, Then that also allows you to uh, take your opportunities to spend time with your kid whenever they arise. You can really Mm. prioritize the kid if you're putting other things on the back burner, but still
1: tackling them incrementally. I think when it comes to projects and stuff, I'm really jealous of your space that you have Mm. for that. Like for me, like when I do a project, I've got I've got a like a Costco shed out there. It's pretty good size. But like to do anything, I got to lug everything out of the shed. I got to mm-hmm. run extension cords from the house and then I can set everything up. And that alone is like a half an hour process. Mm-hmm. So there's no like, oh, I'm going to go cut a piece of wood real quick. I'm just going to run outside. That'll be like a two hour thing for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because then I got to put everything back away because it'll rain. That's a, yeah. a, a lot harder for
0: sure. Um, the other thing we have in our favor is the grandparents that are here locally so uh, right sometimes they'll uh, you know come over. It's very frequent. I think Nico sees one or both of his grandparents at least three, four times a week and then oh
1: damn that's yeah it's not only it's pretty unusual for Japan. Yeah,
0: I guess it's um, that my wife's an only child and then Nico's an only grandchild um, mm. and the grandmother is mostly retired. Um, yeah, so, and the the grandfather works for himself as well. So they have the time Hmm. and we have the proximity and they also have the energy to focus on just the one grandbaby. Um, Hmm. so yeah, that works out a lot. And my wife's mother is on the list to pick up Nico at daycare. So she does that like twice a week, probably she picks him up from the daycare. Oh, wow. Uh, when she does that, she'll come to the house and then she'll stay here until like maybe 6 p.m. So if I can get home between five and six, I have this little window of time to do stuff. So no, that's, that's probably cool. working in my favor, too. You've mentioned this before, but you need to build the full on plumbed in tiny house with electrical and everything just outside yeah. your house and then yeah. make the grandmother come over and stay for weeks at a time. Then your schedule loosens loosen right up, sir just live yeah she can just move in no problem at all
1: it's funny I was thinking about this like I think if you go back to my earlier comments in in episodes of this podcast you'll hear me say stuff probably opposite of a lot of this where I'm like oh no you don't need like grandparents coming over or doing Mm -hmm. any of this but now I'm just like oh please god please help me (laughs) I'm drowning please (laughs) It's amazing how that switch kind of happens. <laughs>
0: yeah, it, it does. Um, going from zero kids to one kid, that's the biggest transition that you can possibly have, of course. Yeah. And uh, I mean, imagine before it's just like, you want to go out to eat? Okay. That's all it took, you know? And Yeah. Now...
1: And that was a struggle sometimes. You're like, ah, oh, pants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've got to put my own pants on.
0: God. Uh, But now, like my wife mentioned a few days ago, um, oh, we should go out to dinner in a month. And then we (laughs) we laid the groundwork for it. Uh, So it's being negotiated now. We're talking about this plan to go out and have a dinner. And uh, nothing happens at the drop of a hat anymore. So just the amount of planning everything takes. Then if you have one or two, or best case scenario, if you had like four grandparents in the city, that would be just an unreal amount of help and it cannot be undervalued it's like uh, i mean it should not be undervalued it cannot be overvalued it's very useful
1: yeah Yeah, we'll get some eventually her mom's gonna come and hang out with us towards the end of number two's pregnancy so looking forward to that it's also nice um which we're not at that point yet but
0: i can't wait until you can sit the kid down with like a book or something or like, Oh, there's oh, an activity yeah. book and some crayons. Yeah. And the kid will, you know, take care of himself for a bit. Uh, this is kind of a strange question, but if you have to do something, it's just you and Coda. Will you leave Coda in a room by himself? Like, you know, he's secured in a high chair or in his playpen or something, but will you dart yeah. out of the
1: room for any period of time? Uh, generally? No. If I have, like, I've done this before, like, if I have to go pee, usually mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll stick him in his walker and then mm-hmm. you've been down our in our house, our, our hallway to the bathroom goes runs down the center of the house
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's pretty long and what I can do is I can put him in that walker, jam him in front of the door to the bathroom so mm-hmm. he can't really move like in the bathroom or down the hallway and he's just kind of stuck there and I can just mm-hmm. do my business and be fine. That's good, but you've still like
0: set him up and brought him to a different place and yeah
1: coda these days is quick man if you take your eyes off him for a second he's gonna be going after like a a socket or like Mm. some kind of plug that's in a wall or anything sharp that he can jam in his face it's crazy yeah it's like they're just trying to kill themselves all the time yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's true
0: of Nico to a degree, but I've seen the video evidence of Coda like running in his walker
1: and he actually runs. He actually runs, dude. It's crazy. But he yeah. can't crawl on his knees yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you get him in a walker. He's fearless. <laughs> yeah. Nico never took to the walker
0: that much. Um, and he is nowhere at the speed level that, that Coda has. So I, don't I think can. Anybody is. Usain Bolt, yeah. No, but, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll leave Nico now for I mean it has to be less than a minute, but like as you mentioned like a pee break or if um mm. uh like if somebody rings the doorbell and I have to go downstairs to receive a package or something. If uh, I know yeah. Nico's confined and safe, I will dart away to to do that, but if it hits a minute, I'm like, no, no, no. And I've got to right, you know, go back. But it's I can't wait until minute. that It is a dangerous minute and I can't wait until that one minute becomes like 30 minutes or an hour of a kid sitting and coloring or something. And then I think when that happens, like the world will start to open up again in terms of, Mm. oh, he's sitting there being cool. I can go do this other thing and not have to worry too much.
1: Yep. Looking forward to that too. Also looking forward to daycare.
0: Mm, Yeah. Daycare is a game changer. I didn't anticipate this about daycare, but there's a big difference in like doing laundry with a kid and doing laundry without the kid. And when right. you can finally do laundry, like while your kid's at daycare some morning or something, you're like, man, I'm living the dream right now. Look at me just <laughs> hanging up this laundry. This is awesome. I've noticed that there's really like a two steps forward, one step back thing with the kid. Cause you'll have to give, if you're in charge of the laundry and it's just you and the kid, you have to give the kid a toy to occupy them while you're doing the laundry. And then Mm. you'll notice like, okay, the blocks that I gave him while I did the laundry are now everywhere. So I need to clean up those blocks. And while you're cleaning up the blocks, you'll have to get the kid doing something else, which he's going to really mess up. (laughs) So (laughs) it's like every task that you do, you have to add on 20 percent more time to clean up whatever the kid was doing, being occupied while you were doing the original task. And it creates kind of a chain reaction of uh, just going around, cleaning up after him. But then you take the kid out of the equation and it's like, man, I forgot the joys of like doing laundry as a bachelor, just all by myself. <laughs> just, this is great.
1: What a dream uh, I'm living. Uh, I don't remember it. Actually, I don't, <laughs> honestly, I don't do, <laughs> sure. I don't do much laundry these days. Oh yeah. And that's because like, if I'm not working, then I'm outside doing chopping the wood or something. And then if I'm not doing that stuff, then I'm usually giving Moe time by trying to watch him or something. So, Mm -hmm. and she's usually trying to do the laundry while I'm doing all the other stuff. So yeah, she has that impossible task of folding, watching, picking up folding. (laughs) That kind of thing too, you're talking
0: about here is, you know, one parent's going to be in charge of the kid and then the other one can do things, uh, right. Untethered. So, A lot of times it's, um, I would recommend to people switching it up. Like sometimes it makes sense if you have to drive somewhere and run an errand, you don't want to have the kid because it's all the in and out of the car seat, in and out of the basket, you know, strapping the kid to you on the baby Bjorn or whatever it's called. And then you can run your errands more efficiently, but sometimes it's good to take the kid because then the parent that stays home can like cook dinner Mm. very easily or whatever. So yeah, I would say rather than choosing one of those paths, really go 50, 50, like take your mm. kid out half the time. And then the other parent's going to take care of stuff at home, like so much more efficiently. Uh, yeah. so that's been fun. And then you'll get the added bonus of like, if you're driving home at 7 PM, 7 30, the kid might fall asleep in the car and then you don't have to like wrestle them to bed later. So, mm. um, we've had that happen a few times where you get that happy bonus of like oh he hasn't been able to poop but then i put him in the car seat and he pooped right away
1: (laughs) like that is he is he a car seat pooper
0: he's a big time car seat pooper yeah oh it just uh it happens to me i've noticed it because i take him to the daycare in the mornings so do a fresh diaper change put him right in the car get to the daycare 10 minutes later got to change that diaper so um, damn yeah, I'll barge through the daycare to their changing station and change them myself because I feel guilty. Huh. Like, oh, here's a poopy baby. <laughs> so I, I go behind the scenes there at the daycare and change them and then hand them off.
1: I haven't seen a car seat poop in a long time. Coda's oh, usually yeah. a walker pooper. If we need it to make him go, we'll just throw him in there, run around the living room for a little bit. Eventually, you'll find a poop in there. Yeah, that's
0: good. <laughs> I think the standing <laughs> helps because you're not sitting compressing the diaper to your butt and then also needing to like power out a deuce with all that (laughs) with all that pressure. If you're standing, you got a little room to, to let it fall. Mm, I think so. (laughs) Yeah. That's my theory anyway. Any other um, time sensitive things that, uh, that are on your mind about balancing your time?
1: Yeah. Like some of the stuff that we've started doing that have helped quite a bit is like trading off. Like you were saying, like giving each mm-hmm. other time, but also like setting up schedules for stuff. So like we'll do dinner same time every day. And then bath is usually same time every day. And I think that kind of routine for Coda helps him get through, like especially the evening time a little bit easier because it's like, mm-hmm. okay, bath's done. I know I'm going to get a bottle then I'm going to relax with dad and I'm going to go to sleep. And that kind of stuff helps take stress off you too. Cause you know your evening is already set up. You're not like trying to run around and like, oh, okay, I, I got to make a bottle now. Uh, okay, I got to put him to sleep now. That's true. If you can
0: keep on schedule,
1: if you have the discipline to wake up at a
0: at a good time, that's you know earlier than the kid, you can get a lot of stuff done then. So mm. I think a lot of it comes down to which is your strong suit is um keeping on a schedule, keeping routine, and. Yeah, getting up early and sort of taking advantage of time that's not something i have ever been able to do or will ever be able to do i i always sort of procrastinate and delay
1: sometimes like i'll wake up usually like some mornings i'll even wake up at like 3 30 a.m but usually it's like mm-hmm. 4 to four i'm awake and i'll mm-hmm. see a message from you sometimes <laughs> from the night before but it's like so late i'm like was he up earlier than me or did he just stay up yeah. so late that we caught each other? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. That's always a wild card. It's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Depends on my state of exhaustion or whatever. <laughs> I could be awake at any moment.
1: Yeah. I like, I like the idea that, that you said like taking him places more often. I like to get Koda kind of used to going around and just doing stuff more rather than mm-hmm. just like, okay, you're, you're a baby, you're at home sit here while I go do stuff like bring him, show him, show him how to do stuff, show him what you do. And I think that
0: helps the uh, pretty much the only thing that will keep Nico home for me these days is if the thing that I have to do, like the errand that I have to run involves some real heavy lifting or you're going to buy something Mm. enormous and cumbersome and it's just not going to work out. But if it's just normal grocery shopping or whatever, then I'm Mm. in favor of taking him out more often than leaving him home. Another benefit is that I think a lot of the baby frustration comes from just getting bored, as you said. And if he's at home sitting in the same room for hours on end, then you're setting yourself up for uh, a little bit of a fussy britches situation. So um, if you get him out of the house, just change his environment and let him see different things, uh, then you're probably resetting his fuse a little bit and he's going to be cooler as the, the evening goes on that always struck me as a hassle but now i've grown to embrace it a bit more i picked him up from daycare the other day went right to the supermarket then mm. from the supermarket we went right to the hardware store just to buy a few odds and ends and then finally came home after all that if this were 6 months ago i would have taken him home first dropped him off and then run
1: those errands but oh uh, yeah i'm into it more now that's good it becomes easier the more you do it and i think at their age right now they're at more of an age where you're just able to set them into that kind of stroller seat in the Mm -hmm. store and you Mm -hmm. don't have to worry about them like, Oh, is his head going to flop over? Is he going to smack into something now? So it takes a lot of that stress away. Yeah.
0: It's good to get, um, like it's several steps shy of him sitting with a coloring book and occupying himself, but Mm. it is, uh, like a an extra level of freedom when they can just hold their head up or, um, when they appreciate, reaching out and trying to touch things or play with new things, then they'll enjoy a shop because you can hand them, you know, package of tofu. And then they'll sit there and be like, what is this? Yeah. And uh, get a little more occupied time out of it.
1: Yeah. I do that sometimes. I'll like, if he's being a little fussy and it's just me and him in a store, I'll just grab something I know I'm going to buy and -hmm. just let him play with it for a bit. (laughs) I wonder how many people put that stuff back though. Once you you hand him that thing it goes straight in his mouth (laughs) Yeah for sure (laughs) It's building up those immunities That's all that
0: is Hopefully some tips Were wrung from this Hmm. Like blood from a turnip What's the old legend I can't remember What Let's (laughs) Let's head on over Let's head on over to McQuiffy McQuiffy today is, have you had any big near misses with Coda in terms of a moment where he was about to fall off something and you just happened to grab him, or he was about to hurt himself drastically and you just in the nick of time
1: saved him from it? Hmm. I don't think anything that was really like going to be like a terrible accident beyond just like falling down and hitting his head on the floor there was a few times where he was starting to do the drawer pulling and then he'd get a finger in there and then he'd pull the other drawer and it mm. would like pinch his hand in the in the first drawer but i caught him that and now we have locks on all the drawers so that's not an issue mm-hmm. i don't know maybe we're helicopter parents he doesn't really get into those kind of situations too much where it's like oh my god did he almost die? yeah <laughs> you know i've yeah. i've never had that that fear kind of he almost choked on food one time that was i think the closest and most panicked i've ever been mm-hmm. but that was a quick that was a quick experience so nothing really you guys
0: uh nothing too horrible the thing that made this question come to mind was the other day i was taking him out of the van and you know the vans these days with the sliding door you just pull the handle oh. and then the door closes itself it, like oh, goes on yeah. its motor and shuts itself um i pulled him out of the van we we're standing next to it i pulled the handle and the door was closing and i was like you know away from the van but then i noticed like after it was already too late that he was reaching way over and touching like you know when a door closes against the the pillar like, yeah what is it like the b column or whatever it's called There's always some kind of stripping, like a weather stripping there. He was touching the weather stripping that the door was closing against, but his finger was (laughs) just on the right side of it, like five millimeters away from where the door was closing against it. And so it it didn't touch him at all. But had his finger just nudged over slightly, I don't think it would have been a big deal because, first of all, his fingers aren't that big. And then second of all, <laughs> the stripping is squishy. So I don't think it would have even hurt. But um, I was just like, I think he nearly closed his hand in the door like the automatic, oh, like uh, yeah. Star Wars, you know, crushing garbage scene. Hey, I remember yeah. something from Star Wars. Uh, but he, um, good job. Yeah, it was no big deal, but then I pulled him away, even though the door had already closed. I was like, Oh God. So then I learned the lesson, stand an extra
1: foot away from the, the car when, when that process uh, is happening. I'm, I'm actually really paranoid. I knew a kid in, I think it was like second, third grade, maybe who had his hand slammed in a car door by mm-hmm. his dad. It was an accident. But like the kid had his hand there. He was in the car and the dad was like closing the door and broke mm-hmm. like two of his fingers. G- and since that, I have been like super paranoid about like slamming fingers in car doors. I was like, wow, they can break really easy. I'm, I'm actually I actually worry about that with Coda. So I try to keep him away from that area. Yeah. The guilt that you would feel would be immense.
0: Dude, I'd feel terrible for sure. I think what I learned in that moment and just thinking about these things is that like you talk about that dad who did that by accident, that's really comes down to a matter of luck because even if you're Mm. vigilant about the car door, there's a hundred other things through the day that are going to catch you off guard as like, Oh, didn't even think that that was going to be dangerous. And it turns out it's broken a finger. So um, (laughs) yeah, like just something you don't even realize. So then When those things happen, it's an issue of luck. And the fact that they haven't happened yet is, I would say, mostly or at least half down to luck. So you should just – I kind of feel that I'm fortunate and I also don't um, hold people too much to account if, say, something like that. We know a few people, uh, one person in particular, I'm thinking of their kid had a kind of big accident like that. And you can't even for a moment say, like, well, you're a bad parent because your kid, you know – no, did this damaging thing. It's just like there are too many variables, too many ways that they could get kids into trouble. are quick. Yeah, they are.
1: Yeah, just one second turn around, they could be doing something stupid, and you have no idea.
0: All right, well, that's McQuiffy. We can um, quickly skitter over to Japati Town. Uh, the Japanese today, today the Japati, as we call it. You got two words that are kind of related. Um, the first word is hot up, Hada H A D A And that means skin. It's not only a baby word, but it comes up with babies. I think cause there's a lot of like rough skin and rashes and stuff. I talked about this at the right. beginning. We we're communicating mm-hmm. with the daycare about, um, Oh, he's got a bit of rough skin here. Is it peeling skin or whatever, you know? So that comes up and the um, there's a, a complimentary word here, which is hadaka. I'm sure I'm like not using the proper intonation with this, but hadaka is Hmm. H-A-D-A-K-A and that means naked, which of course comes up with your baby very frequently. He's often nude. So hada is skin, hadaka is naked, and the thing that blows me away about these two terms is that the kanji for them are totally unrelated. Like, (laughs) it's not that hada and haraka share a hada or something it's just that haraka is its own totally separate kanji you would think that skin and naked sharing a significant part of the sound like that it would be Hmm. be like based on the same thing but it's not it's just two totally separate things
1: that does sound like it should be the same for sure
0: unrelated and easy to remember because hada is skin and then haraka sounds like you're asking a question like skin like (laughs) their skin means naked Yeah, is it skin? Uh, But yeah, those are useful, uh, especially with kids and their issues that come up and their frequent nudity. That's it for Japati. We can get into the dad joke zone. I've got three dad jokes, sir. Oh, all right. I got two. All right. Well, I will kick off. Why are jokes about elevators always so good? uh Jokes
1: elevators i don't know something about floors probably well it's because they work on so many levels oh levels <laughs> <laughs> okay uh mine's not a question answer one just straight at you i was wondering why the ball was getting bigger then it hit me <laughs> <laughs> that's good
0: a little perspective joke there. That's nice. <laughs> this next one says, uh, you know, I started wearing this neck brace a few months ago and I haven't looked back since.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's good. What do you get when you mix alcohol and literature?
0: Alcohol and literature. The answer is
1: not Hunter S. Thompson.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh i don't know what do you get
1: tequila mockingbird
0: okay that's good that's very good that's very good <laughs> last one here very simple the rotation of the earth really makes my day
1: <laughs> okay thank you for listening we hope this week's episode was informative and interesting if you have any questions or comments please reach out to us either on twitter or at j pops podcast or by email at info at the talk to you next time pizza time